Deck the halls with glittered stockings. Fa la 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 la. Soon we all will be moonwalking. Fa la 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 la. Welcome to day nine of the Black Jackson Estates. Twelve days of Christmas. User one, how's it going? Still here. Still making it happen. How Is day day nine? Day nine. Day nine. How many Christmas presents have you secured? Oh, none. Awesome. Me either. Oh, none. I don't, I'm at the place now. I'm not having any stress. There will be presents purchased, but I just refuse to do the thing. And the truth is the greatest gift of all, the gift and the reason for the season ah. is, is, is that little baby Jesus. So folks better go get saved. They better get the gift that uh, a last a lifetime and beyond. Better get your life right. You're Jewish and then Shabbat Shalom. Well, then then you're in um happy you're just praying Kanye shuts up at this point. We can move on. <laughs> and he has. He has. So something went right. I don't know what happened, but yeah, he's kind of sat down and we're all thankful for that this holiday season because geez, Louise. I'm telling you, we are very thankful. So that's something to think about when you like the menorah this uh, lovely day nine. User 1.5, happy holidays. How are you? You know, I am, I'm here. We're on day, what day are we on? Eight, We're on nine? day nine. Day nine. And I'm still here. Nobody did it but God. Ah. And he does it every single time. So. Every time. Let's get into the content where we'll be talking about the private security of Bill Bray on day nine. But before we get too deep, we got to make that ask. This is a part of the podcast where we invite you to become a sponsor. The Black Jackson Estate is a people-powered podcast. Your support helps us keep the podcast streaming all over the globe. And each of our legendary sponsors gets to join us by becoming an official user. By supporting us on Patreon, you get access to exclusive content that our patrons enjoy and others don't. So please donate, support our podcast, get a shout out on the next main episode, forward slash black jack estate cash app us at blk jack estate or go on patreon and type the black jackson estate in the search bar it's the holidays won't you give now let's talk about somebody who gave a lot to michael jackson and the jackson family overall mr bill bray private security guard of michael jackson user one are you familiar with the very low-key mr bill bray of course he's just he's an integral part of michael's story in the most low-key of ways because that's what he's supposed to have been now if he was all over the place he was not gonna have done his job good he's supposed to be just seen not heard if he's doing his job good, you don't even know he's there. Absolutely. And boy, oh boy, was he there. Bill Bray started as private security for the Jackson 5 back in the 1970s and helped keep the Jackson boys from getting mauled 
pretty much every day of their career. Uh, and so uh, Bill was responsible for getting the boys across the globe and continued on with Michael into his adulthood. Um, so we're going to move backward because I didn't remember when Bill Bray died. When I started researching this episode, I remember him being a constant. And I also remember around the time Michael disappeared and went to the Middle East and Ireland and everywhere else that he was all over the globe where we weren't tracking him eventually deep into the woods of Virginia. Um, Bill Bray was no longer visible. And so doing a little research um, and understanding the later years of his work outside of uh, the Jackson 5 and the Jacksons, um, I started to understand how Bill Bray maintained a relationship uh, with Michael as his private security and then transitioned out of that role. So Bill Bray, former Los Angeles police officer, served as Michael Jackson's longtime security security chief. and referred to by Michael as a father figure for many, many years, he passed away at age 80, November 16th, 2005. And this was shortly after Michael's court cases uh, wrapped up and uh, Michael began gallivanting all over the world. And we started seeing him with new security. And Bill Bray essentially retired prior to... Um, Neverland essentially shutting down and um, selling all of their animals. And so we will kind of talk about how Michael's relationship with Bill Bray and some of the things that he did. So there is a letter um, that is notoriously um, floated around that Michael wrote to Bill Bray um, just talking about how Bill Bray was a father figure to him in the ways that Joseph couldn't. So I want to read the letter for fans who have never had a chance to see it. And this letter was auctioned off. Uh, Michael writes, Joseph never had time for me. He only saw me as a way for him to make money. And he closes out the letter by saying, what I'm simply trying to say is thank you for being a father. I don't know what What would have happened to me if you were not around? I love you, MJ. Now, when I read this letter, and there's more here, um, you guys can Google Michael's uh, letter to Bill Bray. The end there really kind of chilled me. Like, it's heartwarming, of course, but also made me uncomfortable because he said, I don't know what I would have done if you were not around. Um, What think the kind of things Bill Bray might have seen, you know, supporting these kids essentially from like 1969 and then retiring uh, with for Michael around 2003, 2004. What types of things you think this guy saw? Oh, man, it's what he didn't see. He saw it all. You can only imagine the situations, the circumstances that Michael and the uh, and and the brothers were in where he was the buffer between them and maybe some really bad some really bad things happening or a level of danger or a level of uh you know things that could happen that could destroy their image their career 
Um, I'm sure he had many moments of protecting them from themselves. And and Michael, too, he was on all the tours. He was like head of security for all the tours. So I think the important thing to look at about him is that through all of that, this man died and y'all didn't get a tell-all. You didn't get a memoir, My Life with the Jacksons. You didn't get anything which says that how Michael felt about him was truly a reflection of who he truly, truly was. Not he, The dude wasn't putting on the front. He truly cared about Michael. Because if he was just trying to get to the money, and if he was just trying to get to whatever, we would we would have got an earful by now. While that man was alive, we would have got an earful. Uh, I'm going to read a quick quote from Bill Bray's life partner, who was basically his wife, but apparently they weren't legally married. And her name was Gail. And Gail said... Michael and Bill were so close, he was like his real father. That's what we called him. There was one time at the beginning when Michael finished a show, he would run and jump in Bill's arms when he got off the stage. Gail, when um, Bill began to get sick, started calling MJJ Productions to try to tell Michael that Bill wasn't doing well and the calls weren't getting returned and Gail went on to say I used to tell Bill you need to watch your back several people were jealous of Michael's relationship with Bill and wanted to get him out so I can imagine just how difficult it is being Michael Jackson's security guard people probably want to get exclusive stories from you all the time and then people who were trying to take advantage of Michael much like they did in the years after Bill Bray falls out as Michael Jackson's private security. Now, a lot of people were successful in just pushing away the people who knew Michael best. And Bill was one of those folks. So you constantly hear uh, folks refer to Bill Bray as a father figure in Michael's life. So there's a story um, about Bill saving Michael Jackson after the Jehovah's Witnesses told Michael to throw away Thriller. So I don't know if I knew this. Can, can, I, can I just interject real quick? I'm going to let you finish. Please. Can we not gloss over the fact that Michael, everybody was a father figure to Michael except for his own father? <laughs> can we not skip that? We got so Barry that's Boy, Bill Bray. We got Bill Bray. I mean, my God. Quincy Jones. Everybody but Joe. Uh, Barry Gordy. Barry Gordy. Wow. Joe yeah. didn't know. he. That's another episode. Go ahead. I just wanted to point that out. I really, I, I feel like, yeah, we need a whole episode devoted to Joe. I was going to gloss over it. But when you think about it, like the quote with Gail saying Michael would run straight off the stage into Bill's hands because Bill was the one who had to rush his little ass out of there before the girls ripped all his hair out. Like he would obviously develop a relationship with that man that was, you know, he relied on him to stay safe. And then on top of that, your daddy's gaslighting you before you perform. So there's no surprise there that Bill Bray is among the top three father figures listed in Michael's life. Sure. And this story I'm about to tell you kind of reinforces 
just how much of a father figure Bill was because Michael passed out in his house for God knows who, how long and his damn mama nor daddy went to go check on him. So were y'all aware that after Thriller was created, when the Jehovah's Witnesses had a problem with it, they initially asked Michael to um, not release it and he told John Landis to throw it away. Did y'all know this? Mm-hmm. I didn't know he told him to actually throw it away. I thought mm-hmm. it was just like shelve it. He wanted them to destroy it. Well, good thing John Landis had more sense than that. And John Landis said, I've been paying to put out a product and that's what I'm going to do. Absolutely. Good for John Landis. I'm telling you, John Landis is an asshole, but on that one, he absolutely made the right call. So I'm just going to read a couple of snippets from this article um, talking about how uh, Bill Bray discovers Michael passed out. So everyone involved in the project immediately agreed that the negatives needed to be protected, even though Michael told them, throw them away. So they were taken from the labs and locked securely away in John Bronca's office to prevent Michael from taking matters into his own hands. When Michael discovered what had been done, the distraught star locked himself in his bedroom. He was dedicated to his church, famously even going door to door in a hat and fake mustache to canvas for new converts. But he loved the thriller video he also helped create. Eventually, Jackson security chief Bill Bray called John Landis worried because Michael hadn't eaten for days. The director described the sad and broken man he found when he arrived at Jackson's Encino estate. Landis said, Bill and I kicked in the door, knocked it down, and Michael was lying there. He said, I feel so bad. John Landis said, Michael, have you eaten? He hadn't eaten. It was weird. I just said, look, I want you to go to a doctor right now. The following day, Landis went back to see the star to tell him they hadn't destroyed the negatives. Michael said, I'm sorry, John, I'm so embarrassed. So Michael Jackson, distraught because his church is trying to basically kick him out and destroy his, his, the pinnacle achievement in his life, this thriller concept. And he's so distraught, he locks himself in the room, doesn't eat, passes out. John Landis and Bill Bray are the two individuals who save him. User one, why didn't Joseph kick in the door? So in order to answer that question, I would be supposing that Michael was communicating to Joseph about the things happening in his life. Mm. Or that the people in Michael's orbit were communicating to Joseph behind Michael's back about the things happening in Michael's life. And I doubt either of those things were actually going on at that point. Michael was probably not involving Joseph at all. He had already fired him. And no one, John Branca, no one had a reason to go snitch to Joseph. For what reasons? He's He has no money, money no power. So Joe probably didn't even know a lot of what was happening, honestly. User 1.5, do you think it's weird that Joe Jackson didn't know his own child was passed out in the house he lived in? No, because Joe probably wasn't there too often anyway. Um, Joe was probably... Joe had other things going on. His friends. (laughs) Joe had other things happening. 
So and he, he had that Adonis and Joe Cola. Oh, that was yeah, a little later. Yeah, but, yeah, he had a lot of other business ventures. He That's had other things. He was running after him. Janet, trying to figure yeah. that out. He really had a lot going Busy. on. But I, I remember, so LaToya talks about this in her book. And as we said on a previous 12-day episode, listen, LaToya's books are, um, well, I don't know if the second one is, but the first one is certainly mixed with half-truths, some truths, and a lot of lies. Mm. But... LaToya talks about this and how upset Michael was that the church didn't agree with Thriller. So it doesn't surprise me that Michael went into some state of depression because at this point, I mean, he was, this was, this was it for him. Like he was devout. And so, um, but, but yeah, I, I don't, I'm not shocked that Joe didn't know. Joe didn't know what's going on. Joe didn't know what was going on with nobody unless he was their manager. And at this point, how many kids was he managing? Janet? Randy. Yeah, by the time Thriller comes out, he barely had Jen. Right. You see he what I'm saying? trying to you not know? get fired by Jenny. <laughs> 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 that, she was already mad was talking on. shit about that man. He was on Wait hell. a minute. Did he still have Reeby? He, he might have had Reeby. Wait, he did he Reby. ever have Reeby? Like, is that I a think real he thing? had Reeby at one point. Did he? That I think so. Like should be right. I think so he awesome. had them all at one point, and all his children fired him. And they all fired Joe. Yeah. His children got married, and he didn't even know it. Do you think he knew they were up, laid up in the house, and passed out? No. Yeah, you're right because James DeBarge was doing cocaine in the house, and Disney didn't and beating no Jen's ass in the house. Joe Jackson come off as this sort of, let me say this. He has come off in his lifetime. In his lifetime, he came off as the sort of man that always needed to be moving and doing something. That's that's how he kind of came. I mean, to the day he, I mean, up until his death, he was doing something until he physically could not do anything anymore. I told y'all he was in Vegas selling some perfume at a kiosk. Jackson perfume. I love that. I think he was just a, or whatever. Was that it? Huh? That Michael Mania merch? Was it that Moonbeam? No, this was something else before he died. <laughs> but I think he was just the sort of person that needed to be moving, needed to be like, he didn't know how to stop. So it would it, it definitely makes sense that a lot of stuff just escaped his knowledge bank because he was always kind of into something and met, trying to make something happen over here, doing this over here. He just didn't seem like a very, a homebody at all. So a lot of stuff probably happened under his roof he ain't know nothing about. Bill Bray stays on board through all the bullshit and eventually retires. And the final story that we get about Bill Bray on the job is unfortunately a dreadful story about how one of Michael's giraffes snaps their neck when we're trying to move them from the 2,700-acre ranch known as Neverland. And Bill Bray defends Michael Jackson saying that Michael could no longer retain the animals in those enclosures without a permit. And the OSS applied for several permits and didn't get them. And so they had to uh, remove the animals from the property. And unfortunately, they put him in a smaller enclosure and the giraffe injures himself after he's moving. And so Michael at this point has left the property and it's so slowly transitioning out of his hands. And Bill is one of the final folks who is quoted in the statement saying, we always intended to get a permit. We applied for more 
than one before the giraffe was shipped to Missouri, but they were slow about granting it. And so I'm sure if we dig a little bit deeper there, there's probably some frustration with the county of Santa Barbara, who's making it hard on Michael in those closing days to keep his ranch open and fully in compliance. And so shortly after that, Bill Bray retires. Michael gets new security. And what we didn't know at the time was that he was entering his final days. And so Bill Bray um, passes away four years before Michael Jackson in 2005. And honestly, without much fanfare, because Michael wasn't in America, um, nobody really knew who he was. And so you really had to be a Michael Jackson fan to know that Bill Bray wasn't doing well and had eventually passed on. So um, if you ever get some time to do a little bit of research on Mr. Bray, there's not a lot to find, which is why it was really important for us to highlight him on day nine of the Black Jackson Estates, 12 Days of Christmas. So shout out to the private security of Mr. Bill Bray, who kept our boy safe for many, many decades. Any final thoughts on what it would take to be a man like Bill Bray and as the final wall between the world and Michael Jackson, y'all? I, you know, I just want to say that in, in Michael's autobiography, Moonwalk, he talks about Bill um, a little bit and he says, you know, very nice things about him. Um, and the story that stands out to me the most about Bill was um, the story about how uh, they went to go see the llamas or something and, and Bill Bray was there and, and the guy was being kind of racist um, to Michael when Michael wanted to buy this llama. Um, and so he, he does tell a couple of stories about Bill. You can tell that he was a big part of his life. And I mean, you think about these celebrity uh, bodyguards or security. I mean, they really are the closest to these these celebrities for a very long period of time. And the level of trust that they have to have in these people is very high because they literally trust them with their lives. And so Bill is a really great um, example of how a really great relationship with your, in this case, his client, but I'm sure he didn't refer to him as his client, um, can lead to like a long career that is filled with all of these great stories uh, for us to, to refer back to. And there you have it. Day nine. The Black Jackson State 12 Days of Christmas. We'll catch you on the next one. Happy holidays.